G'day team, it's Harps. Hope you're terrific. Welcome to another installment of life. As many of you know, I'm sure, my main job, I do lots of different things, but I guess what what I've done the most of consistently over the last mm, 20 years, but I've started, I've been speaking for 30 years before that, a lot of exercise physiology and training people. But in terms of my job, the last 20 years, I've I've been speaking to teams and organisations and companies uh, here in Australia, um, overseas in lof- lots of different capacities, um, sporting clubs, not-for-profits, government, Victoria Police, um, big organisations, little organisations, mostly in the three-dimensional face-to-face realm, more recently a lot of online stuff. Um, and I'm in the middle of doing some gigs right now at the moment. Um, and so I've been doing that for a long time, but I did my first paid speaking gig when I was 26, which was, uh, 33 years ago. I got paid a hundred dollars. Uh, it was for a bunch of blokes at a timber yard. Um, I spoke for about I can't remember if it was 30 or 40 minutes, probably 40-odd minutes. I spoke to them in what was their smoko room, their kind of their lunch room. I can't even remember how many guys, maybe 20. And I remember preparing for that talk for weeks because the guy who owned the business was a personal training client of mine. And I used to talk to him about all the stuff I talk about, you know, health and fitness and getting in shape and a bit of nutrition, a bit of mindset, very fundamental back in the day, of course, pretty rudimentary, but nonetheless, he thought there was value in it. And he said, you know, the stuff that you talk to me about, could you come in and talk to my dudes, my guys about that? Could you talk to my team about physical health and a bit about nutrition, a bit about looking after themselves? Like I said, pretty rudimentary, fundamental stuff back then, but nonetheless, And I was excited because I'd done a little bit of speaking in front of groups, not paid, but I kind of enjoyed it. Um, And, you know, I thought maybe imagine if I could do this as a living or part of my living. Imagine if part of my income could be standing in front of people talking to them about the shit that I love, the shit that I'm passionate about. So I rocked up, I did my gig, I stumbled and started a few times, uh, and I, I, after two weeks of prep and copious amounts of planning and note writing, I think I came with, came up with like a one-page dot point with a million dot points on it of what I was going to talk to them about. Well, of course, I started and then I forgot about my dot points and then I looked at my dot points and I couldn't fucking remember what I'd spoken about and not spoken about. And I forgot the story that I was going to tell to highlight that particular point. And I thought I would try and be a bit amusing and funny. That didn't work. Bottom line is I spoke for whatever it was, 30 or 40 minutes, and I wasn't very good. Um, I wasn't very good at all. I, I would give me, for where I was at then in terms of skill and knowledge and competence, maybe I'd give me a three or four out of 10, but now with what I know and my skill level now and competence and understanding now, I would give me a one. I did not do a great job at all. 
There were no questions. There was no interaction. Nobody wanted to know anything. Nobody spoke to me when I finished. As soon as I, I said, you know, I'll be here if anyone's got a question. And everybody got up and fucking run out of the room, ran out of the room. And that happened not long later doing a fitness industry thing, talking to some would-be personal trainers or perhaps it was gym instructors in those days. But anyway, I did a similar thing, but this time I spoke for two hours talking about strength training and writing programs and, and all of that kind of stuff. Same thing happened. This was within a few months of each other. Um, and I finished, everyone left the room. No one asked a question. A young lady came up to me and I thought I, I was on a winner because she had a question. So she must have been a bit interested and she did have a question. But unfortunately for me, the question was, will you be here teaching next week? The answer was, yes, I will be. The look on her face was one of disappointment. And she promptly left the room and she did not come the following week. Why didn't she come? Because she didn't want to fucking hear me. I was no good. So failing, embarrassment, not being good, um, not having a high level of skill or competence, um, that's where I've always started. I've done most of my learning through trial and error. Yes, I've done academic learning, and, and yes, I've sat in classrooms and sat exams, and yes, I'm doing a PhD right now. But in terms of in terms of my ability to do what I do, in terms of my ability to run a business, to solve problems, to negotiate uh, different things that I need to, to be able to stand in front of an audience and build rapport and connection and tell a story and be funny and share thoughts and ideas in a way that's broadly relevant and relatable. Um, that is something that has happened through trial and error. That is something that's happening happened through falling down and getting up. That's something that's happened through me being comfortable with not being good. The starting point for everything that I'm now I guess you would say good at or somewhat competent at or skilled at or paid for. The starting point for me was uh, incompetence, ignorance, lack of knowledge, um, lack of skill, and inability to be able to perform at a high level at that thing. That is where I started. I started as the white belt. I started as the white belt and I metaphorically got strangled and kicked and choked and punched, and I did not do a good job, but I came back and I kept training and I kept showing up and I kept doing the work and I kept asking questions and I kept learning through my failure. I kept learning through my mediocrity. I kept learning through my um, poor results. And many of you know that this podcast, Life, is in fact my fifth podcast. My fourth is The You Project. And you also know, some of you, that I did three podcasts before the U Project that didn't work. They failed. I made no money. In fact, I, in fact, I lost money. And that was over two years. And then when I started the U Project, it took at least another two years of almost daily shows, daily now, but almost daily shows back then. So four years of podcasting in total before I made a dollar. So I was losing money for four years. I was losing money for what added up to around 800 episodes of the U Project and my other shows before I had something that was commercially viable. Before 
I could say, well, this is working now. It wasn't, it was working in that we were producing shows and some people were listening, but depending on what your metric for success is, it's conceivable that we could say I failed for 800 episodes. I don't think I failed for 800 episodes because I learned and I grew and I evolved and I developed insight, understanding, awareness, skill, competence, and I got better and I learned how to interview people better and listen better and produce better and know where to go and where not to go in a podcast. It was all learning. It was all development. It was all skill acquisition. But on a level, I was losing money, making no dough and failing. But that is why the title of this episode is The Successful Failure, because while I was failing, in a sense, I was getting closer to success because I was simply doing what's required to build the right muscles to become a successful podcaster. I was building the right muscles when I was younger, although I was falling down and getting up and failing and fucking up when I opened my first personal training center, the first one in Australia at 26, I made a million mistakes. I failed in inverted commas many times because I didn't know what I was doing but I couldn't get good at the thing that I wouldn't do. So I had to do the things I wasn't good at in order to learn, in order to develop, in order to understand, and in order to be able to get good over the long term. This aversion that so many of us have to not failing, to not looking silly, to not being embarrassed, to not being able to cope with anything other than a positive outcome is actually a massive self-limitation. I want to do the things that make me better. And if that is periodically failing, falling, looking silly, I'm completely up for that. I want to go where I grow. I want to be in the room where I'm the dumbest. I want to be in the room where I'm the least skilled. I want to be in the room where I'm the least successful because I want to surround myself with a culture, with a mindset, and with people that are better than me so that I'll get dragged up. That's how I learn. When I'm constantly mixing with people that I have more skill, knowledge, and understanding in a particular area, then all I'm doing is making myself look good and stroking my ego. I want to be I want to be the perpetual student. And of course, there'll be times when I'm standing in front of an audience to teach. I'm not talking about that so much. I'm just talking about putting myself, I'm talking to you about putting yourself in the middle of a situation, an environment, a culture, a process that you are going to grow in. And it will feel like failure, but really over the long term, it's part of becoming successful. See you tomorrow.